Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Richard's Mountain Bike Show. And this is a really special episode. One, because it's the video podcast as well as the, the normal podcast. And today we're checking all things Total MTB. If you don't know about Total MTB, it is an amazing community. Um, it's the right way of phrasing it, a community of, of mountain bike riders. And it's been set up with this wonderful principle of encouraging people to get on their bikes and ride to support uh, healthier mental health and also support the environment. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today by the founder Ryan Oldfield and one of the big supporters Carla Statham so Ryan before we see this is this is interaction is brilliant isn't it how was that for an intro was that professional (laughs) I thought I smashed that that was right off the cuff I thought I smashed that so um what what we're going to get and I'll tell you what there's um Carla's a brave young lady because she's going to sort of tell her story um uh, or I'm going to encourage her to tell her story Ryan Carla's a great example of someone who's benefited from Total MTB. Can you tell me what, well, actually, just, just briefly, people who don't know about Total MTB, how and why did you set it up, buddy? Um, it's basically so I can encourage other people to find the benefits of mountain biking so it can help them mentally. Um, so, obviously, I, I suffer with anxiety, and I found that exercise plus you know, nature um, and all the benefits that they can bring you together can benefit you. Um, so I just wanted to be able to, through social media, encourage others to get out there, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what your bike brand is or anything like that, just everyone is free, welcome to join our community, get the support and get the encouragement to go out there and bike to, to, so that they can reap the benefits as well. And I think that's important because it's about inclusivity, isn't it? It doesn't, a lot of groups or a lot of communities are based on if you haven't got the right kit or the latest or the expensive bike, et cetera. So your goal for this was to create a, a community where everyone felt welcome, everyone felt supported fundamentally. Yeah, so it's, I think, what's the word? Is it uh, snobbery? <laughs> I think so so were, you, were, you, were you pro or anti? I mean... <laughs> this, obviously we're obviously against it so the, in some instances i've heard about it if you, you even if some females when they've gone to a bike club and it's been mostly males have felt intimidated and that's not what we want we want everyone no matter the appearance the job the background the race religion whatever just get out there enjoy yourself uh, if it's a mile, if it's five miles, ten miles, whatever speed you go, whatever features you do, if you don't do features, just get out there, enjoy yourself, and hopefully you can get the same benefits that everyone else is getting. I, I think that's terrific, and we're going to go to, to Carl in a minute. But I mean, I think one of the, one of the crucial things here for me is mental health is pretty much anyone I spoke to is, is has an issue or, or struggles in some way to to a varying degree. But it's very much a, a hidden disease, isn't it? It's very much a hidden condition. You know, you can look at people with with wonderful profiles and this that, and the other. And, um, and and I've had it with my depression where I get kind of guilt. I feel because on paper I have everything someone might hope for. You know, I, I'm relatively healthy. I've got you know bits and you know a good job, etc. I felt guilty for being depressed because I felt like I had no right to be depressed. Who the hell are you yeah. to be depressed when other people have? And it's 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 such a bizarre spectrum. And this is where I'd like to introduce Carla. Um, Carla, I'd really sort of 
just like to hear your story um if you're if you're okay sharing it because I mean, <laughs> I mean one one you and i could both be bothered to wear our total mtb tops whereas the founder yeah. the founder couldn't Thank even you. be bothered to put one on oh well, you got oh he's got something yeah i, I don't know so, broken so, riders broken riders but he but he has got all those total mtb things on the wall behind him if you're if you're watching the video if you're not on the podcast it's some great stuff there so um Ka carla is you, if you don't mind sharing tell tell me about your interaction with total mtb well uh it actually first started um i had a magic bike accident um back in 2019 um so i basically just crashed went over a berm really funny you can actually find the video on my page it's actually really funny and it <laughs> so i basically did that that happened honestly it was like there's a guy actually that's like in the background having a wee on the gopro as well and he's like are you okay i'm like yeah i'm okay <laughs> so, so this is a proper out. this is a proper top of the berm you went over over the bars yeah. just yeah went a little bit yeah. of superman adventure hit my yeah. head and then my knees came up and hit me in the face just to really <sighs> give it some of that um <laughs> and me being me was just like yeah i'm fine i'm like i'm really not okay <laughs> So, so were you? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you were trying to shake it off, but actually, you were lying there going, "That really hurt." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but then it hasn't. It actually wasn't until like an hour later that I realised that actually I didn't quite feel okay. I felt a bit sick, uh, quite dizzy. So everyone was like, "You know, it must be concussion kind of thing." Um, and then that kind of progressed into quite bad concussion. I had it for about four weeks. Wow. Um, back and forth to the doctors they were just basically saying to me like look you know you're okay you had a full face on i was like yeah i had a full face on but you know why am i feeling like this this is i've got all symptoms of concussion um basically they wouldn't send me for a head scan they wouldn't do anything like that um but because on my medical records i've suffered with depression as a teenager unfortunately they just said you know it's that that's come back kind of thing and I was just like, no, you know, I know the difference between stuff. I was like, this, this isn't just it. Um, and then unfortunately, because I didn't get the help that I needed at that time, because of the concussion, it's really quite serious. And more people are starting to open up about it and talk about it now, which is great. Um, it actually affected me completely. It basically changed my brain. It, they sort of say it's like brain damage, sort of, because it changes the way you think, you feel, you do act, it changed me completely. Um, I couldn't leave the house, terrified to leave the house, I couldn't eat, I couldn't think, um, I just completely broke down, my whole body just like shut down like a computer system. Um, and then eventually I managed to build up and go outside the house, uh, talk about it more, I got really supportive family and friends around me that was helping me. Um, that must have been a then, huge. That must have been a huge transition from being knowing you're not right, and being kind of then a prisoner in your own house, etc. I mean, you say, "Oh, I had a support oh, yeah. family." I mean, what what were the what what on earth steps did you take to try and get yourself to to get back into the into the world, as it were? Well, it would actually seems a bit crazy, but it was like I couldn't even put like go outside the house and put stuff in the bin because I was like, where we lived at the time, it was like a close, but all the houses were like facing inwards. Yeah. And I was so paranoid that people were like, 
going to see me in this sort of state that I couldn't even put stuff in the bin. So, like, my mum used to have to walk, like, to the bin with me, and then I'd go home, I'd go back, and then 10 minutes later, I'd try and do it again, but on my own. And it was like, it was almost like I was an infant and trapped in my own body, and I had to wow. learn all this stuff again. Um, and my it affected everything, really, like, to the point where I'd lost my job. Um, my relationship at the time had broke down, um, I'd lost that. So I'd gone from all these hopes and dreams and, you know, being able, oh, I want to go abroad, I want to do all this. Yeah. And then it was just like, wow, I can't, I can't even go outside the front door. This is crazy. And at the time, this is all because of concussion, really, like the effects of it. Um, and, yeah, it just turned into a massive spiral, really. Once, once, you'd, I mean, once you'd got to that point, were, were you then able to go back to the doctors and say, look, for God's sake, you got it wrong. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't making it up. It wasn't just a, this is how bad it's got. Did, did, did that happen or not? Well, it's actually still ongoing, to be fair. It's, um, it's been taking a long time because, because unfortunately, my records and the doctor's medical records, it says, like, oh, I've had mental health in the past. They just assumed it was that. And they was like, oh, no, you, you, you know, and actually one doctor even said to me, you couldn't have got this from an accident because you're a girl. Like, I don't <laughs> understand that this kind of sport, but you do. And I said, and I actually showed him the video of the crash and he's like, oh, I'm actually really sorry. I really didn't think it was like that at all. And I was like, oh, this is completely different. This isn't like I've tripped up outside going down a grass field. You know, this is extreme sport for a reason. Um, but yeah, and it's like, unfortunately, because it's not spoken about so much, the doctors really don't understand the, the kind of mountain bike sports that we do. And they don't understand that just because I've got a full face on, it's not going to affect me. I might not have broken anything like bones and stuff like that, but internally it has damaged me. That, that's that's fascinating. So, so one, there was the battle of, if you've got what someone would consider a, uh, I'm doing air quotes here, a pre-existing condition, it's so yeah. easy for them to just tag it onto that. It must be because you've had that before. And also, yeah. I'm amazed, and we were only talking three years ago, for them yeah. not to appreciate that. I mean, every single woman I ride with is better than me and faster than me. You know, <laughs> it's going to fly down. I, I, I've made my peace with that now. You know, I, I'm sort of happy that I accept that. My, I'm second place. But for him not to understand that, oh, my God, God, the the speed you hit with mountain biking, the fact that, you know, you're wearing protective gear, but that only gets you so far. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, you know, had you said this was from 20 years ago, I might have believed you more or found it more more believable. It's crazy yeah. that a medical professional couldn't have YouTubed girls downhill racing <laughs> and, and seen what you guys do. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's like you look at all the other, like, professional downhill races and you see like some of the crashes that they have and they get up and walk away from but then you see like the little crashes that they have and it really affects them you know and it's like i think especially now at the moment they're talking about effects of concussion a lot more in downhill mountain bike racing so it's luckily more people are talking about it it's getting more notice it's not just i think people used to think concussion was just like a bang to the head and you felt a bit funny and with a headache for a couple of days yeah it's a hell of a lot more to it, a hell of a lot more. Um, I actually paid to have a consultation 
privately with a head clinic in America. And it was like a consultation like this, talking through stuff and that. And he's like, no, you are 100% right. Like, this can come from concussion. It can leave your brain. I don't understand. Obviously, we've not got the doctor here, so we, you know, we can't ask why (laughs) they made the comment about the um, helmet. You can't get concussion when you've got a helmet. Because what do they do when um, a motorcyclist goes in and they've got a a helmet on and they've hit the head or um, in the NFL? There's a, a massive thing at the minute with the NFL and people getting concussion. And they were wear big helmets, so why can't that the same apply to mountain biking as it does to all the other sports that wear big helmets? Well, well irrespective yeah. of that, I think you've raised a good point with other sports because actually it's only in the last year that you think about, you know, I think people are more aware of concussion cause football has started in, if there's any sort of head injury when they say you know in rugby and football now if there's any sort of head the referee has to stop it immediately but they're still doing only the most basic assessments are they it's a bit like a boxer taking a punch and they go do you know what day it is oh well you're fine as long as you get that question right but um so so i mean i i, I agree with ryan i think it's, it's just it's just weird that that there's still that mentality so you were in this place where effectively you were you were put back to being a toddler, learning how to do stuff and being afraid to go outside, etc. What happened next? How, how have you managed to get from that spot to where you are now? I suppose because everything was so stripped back, um, I obviously, I was in a state of mind of like being really angry that I couldn't, why can't I go and do this? What, what happened to this? I used to love doing this. So because I'd got that anger there, it kind of forced me to go out and do stuff a lot more and I actually found that I couldn't walk to my local park without panicking but when I got on my bike and just pedaled to the park I was fine there was just some even though the like hand the crash caused it I started to realize that actually that something clicked in my brain and I was able to keep calm on the bike and I could go and do a lot more things on the bike than I could maybe walking and stuff like that um, so, that's, so that's that's amazing. So actually, it was sort of like okay, you had the crash on the bike, but that was almost sort of back to your being on the bike was a happy place. You felt you felt more yeah. comfortable or more more relaxed. So when was where was your interaction with Total MTB then? When did that? How did that happen? Um, well, basically, I just started like coming out of that more. I was able to go out into the woods with my brother and stuff like that, and just enjoy bikes more. Um, and then. Total Mind to Mike Ryan approached me about being an ambassador for it. Now, to me, it was like I'm a person that at that time I was a bit scared in case they wanted loads of content and stuff like that because it was all based on whether I could at the time. Like for a couple of weeks, I might be too scared to go out. Um, but because the page was so open about anxiety and mental health and depression and stuff like that, it I don't know, you just made me feel like really included and that I was, there was no pressure there at all. It was just go out and have fun on your bike and that's what I did. And yeah. it gave me that reason to go out on the bike. It was like, right, I've got this jersey now. Let's go out and get some videos. Let's go and get some pictures. And it gave me that huge push to, to actually go out and enjoy life a bit more and think to myself, actually, I can get my life back. Without the pressure of 
yeah, somehow it, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Ryan, this must be music to your ears because this is why you set up Total MTB, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, it's... I mean, we've over the since we did the ambassadors, um, obviously we've changed it recently and we don't have as many ambassadors, but in the beginning, a lot of them felt pressured like it was a they had to do it, they had to do certain content throughout the week or something like that. And I still get messages now from certain ambassadors saying, I'm sorry we've not posted in the last month or something. Now, it does, that does, honestly, I'm not bothered at all. You could not post for a year or it just doesn't matter. Just, you know, you're part of it. We're not about the content. It's just about, you know, the the community, the group, what we stand for. So, I mean, yeah, the actual content itself, yes, it helps spread awareness of different things but if if you didn't post for a year i'm not bothered just as long as you're all right as long as you're enjoying stuff you know family life your life everything else comes first over that so that doesn't even come into question when people think about it i, I think it's i think it's terrific and it's sort of um yeah i'd like to point out now that you still haven't asked me to be an ambassador but i i'm, I'm, I'm really not i'm not terrible don't laugh carla don't laugh <laughs> Is it just because Carla's young and pretty? Is this what's going on this, Ryan? I mean, this is what this is about, you know, and she well, can actually I mean, ride a bike. I mean, in real time, if you want, if you want to go onto the website, you're in, you're in the team. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, I noticed that. that. That's like, that's like, you know, I'm the guy who collects the towel or cleans the kit at the back you know, after the match, you know. Proper riders like Carla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean my shoes. Yeah, yeah. I see. She's going to send me a bloody laundry now, and I, you know, you're you're the towel boy. Get this stuff done. But um, um, I, I think. I mean, it's so it's so wonderful. So you re- you really hit the nail on the head. There's a physical aspect to to anxiety, um, and it's so it's so great. We can talk about this. It really is. Um, and the more of these sort of podcasts, or whatever that happen, the better. Um, presumably, and I'm not trying to lead you down this. But, you know, you during that that period Carly you must have had some pretty dark days um and, and was the bike kind of a salvation I'm sorry I'm not trying to force you to read no no I'm, but, I'm, I'm an but, open book but but it's so I'm, I'm so so brave of you to come and talk like this because what I'm kind of hoping from this is other people will will look at you and I think you said it in a in a, in a document you did for for Total MTB if someone else goes oh if she can suffer you know someone who's seemingly got it all together and this that and the other can suffer and admit to having anxiety issues and whatever then maybe it's okay if i have them maybe it's okay if i speak out etc so um you know what, what did it become sort of your salvation for want of a better word oh yeah absolutely i mean people i mean obviously you can't really show all the physical and emotional symptoms that you go through with anxiety it's really hard um but Honestly, you name it, I'm, I'm feeling it. I've been through it. It's like the dizziness, the uh, head rushes, the heart palpitations, um, being sick, shaking, sweating, everything. Like, you might look at me and think, oh, she's just a bit quiet, a bit shy. But actually, I'm, I'm going through all of that emotion. Um, so I don't want people to think... I mean, one person actually said to me... Um, I don't really feel comfortable going out on social rides with other people because I feel like my anxiety is far worse or far more severe than somebody else's. Um, 
And I think a lot of the fear is people having too much expectation on themselves. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you could turn up to a group ride and think, actually, I need to go home. Like, that's fine. Go home. Yeah. If you can't make it, don't, don't force yourself. You know, there's no pressure in it at all. You just do what you need to do in the day. Friends and we're all there to support when you need it. Um, but there's, there is, there's a lot of, I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself personally. Um, to try and go to these events, try and go to stuff like meeting your friends or meeting new people. Um, just have you, do have what, you done that? Have you, got, have, you, have you gone out to somewhere and actually got to the car park or seen a couple of people and gone, no, I can't do it, I can't get out the car? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I do it when I do my shopping as well. Like I walk into like I walk into Tesco, and I turn into like an air hostess, and I'm like, right, my exits are here, 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 <laughs> and then my anxiety kicks in, and it's like, right, brace, and then yeah. I have to like, I've had to leave my shopping and just walk off. You know, I do it all the time, and it's it's crazy because my anxiety is constantly there, but then I get random attacks, anxiety attacks, and uh, panic attacks. I can I can be in the middle of nowhere. And be like, oh yeah, this is fine. And then Austin, I'll be like, oh okay, <laughs> it's kicking in now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it affects everything. And the only way I cope with it, in some sense, is to take like the mick out of myself with it, have a laugh with yeah. it, and that I try and see the positive in it instead of thinking to myself, oh that was embarrassing. I've just had to leave the shopping in Tesco. <laughs> You know, I hope the security guard doesn't think I'm yeah, robbing yeah, it and yeah, runs yeah, after yeah. me. <laughs> like, but then I laugh about it because I have to laugh about it because it is funny. Like, I see it from another person's point of view. And I, I think, so, well, if I saw somebody dump their trolley and run off, I think, oh, there ain't a bad day like me. <laughs> do, do, do you know what it's about? And it's one of, one of the, the big challenges for any sort of mental health thing, I think, is that if, if you wandered into Tesco's and you were on crutches with a big cast on your leg, people would kind of pigeonhole oh they would understand if you then something happens you go i bet the legs playing up or she when it's a hidden illness or hidden condition um it's so much more difficult isn't it and and i suppose your coping mechanism will be completely different to someone else's ryan yeah. you've been brave enough to share you know setting up this because you suffer from anxiety um uh, and again it affects you in different ways doesn't it in terms of what well, a bit like carly you you, you the the anxiety for an event i know we did a podcast i'll sort of stop talking we did a podcast a, a year or so ago when i first started getting involved um and, and you kindly shared with me the anxiety of being on a podcast and I, and I and i know it wasn't just for the the sheer enjoyment of meeting me carla stop laughing um you know <laughs> you know you you get anxiety from 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 basic things don't you yeah i mean when you say about it's because if you don't see someone with a pot on their arm, you, you obviously know straight away what, what's wrong. Yeah. But even after I've been through the anxiety experience, I know exactly what clues to look out for. It's still, I could still walk past someone and people can mask and put them, you know, they, they can put mask on and they can act in a different way. That even I, after all the, this experience, I could, I couldn't actually pick out someone who had anxiety, had depression, or someone who was confident. It's completely, unless they actually confide in you or, you know, you can actually see them in distress, you've got no idea. So I sort of have sympathy with people 
and the doctors and the hospital when when there is problems going on because it is so difficult even for us that go through it to actually spot these things so it, it is real difficult but <coughs> when i actually i googled my symptoms and it came up as anxiety and that's how i found out um but I, my anxiety was very open i people could see it so that's what frustrates me that obviously it was a different time back then but uh, i was i used to get upset every day at school wanting to go home wanting my mum to pick me up trying to force myself to be sick so that they'd send me home um through going to events i used to the the heart used to race i used to have to lay uh, sit on the floor outside of a, uh, the event just with water i'd not been able to eat all day because i was scared of being sick and obviously that was visual so people could see that so when i realized that i got anxiety i sort of i felt better in a way because it was a label and i knew that it wasn't me it was something that was going on that i could then right this is how to deal with it this is what we can try and do and and that's how the sort of the main journey started really so actually you could you could label it in, in many ways it was just an easier way it was identifiable it's like you know there's a cast on your arm whereas whereas carla yours is far far more difficult because actually if you were your anxiety was keeping you at home there was no one there <coughs> to see you to say oh what's wrong or whatever else because you were effectively hiding away from the world yeah yeah definitely um it's i when I first started going through it, I realised I had like certain triggers. I would get this like this this sensation that I knew my anxiety was coming on, and I would just run away. That would be it. I won't even try and fight it. I'd be like, "No, I'm off." <laughs> I am. I just got this image of you being chased down <laughs> Tesco's now with the, with, the, with the pockets full of, full of whatever shopping you've got, going, "Ah, right, I'm off." But, uh... <laughs> Touch wood, they've not been tackled yet. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. If <laughs> Tesco's phoned me to find out your home address after listening to this, but it's um, so, so, so. But that's a rich. So you, you learned, you learned what your triggers were. So you at least gave yourself a little bit of a head start of, oh my god, it's happening, it's it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I think <coughs> another thing, as weirdly as it sounds, but to me, it, it was. I also find that the more people around me who knew that. I'd got anxiety um, and what my triggers were and stuff. I felt calmer around them because they knew what I had. And I felt like if I did ever get in that position where I needed to go to my safe space, which was home, um, I could. Yeah. And like nobody would judge me, that kind of thing. Um, but obviously I find in different settings, it is obviously a bit different. But with my auntie and bite, I find that people really didn't care. Like, but they did care, but not in a sense of like they weren't. Oh, Carla's gone home again. It was oh, Carla's had to go. Or, like we'll give her a yeah. message, see if she's all right. It was completely different, and people were a lot more friendly and open about it. And talking about it, it was like I was finding that more and more people were saying to me like, oh, I've got anxiety, or I've got depression, or I've got bipolar and stuff like that. And it was like it, I was shocked. It was like. I never thought that person would ever suffer something like that because they hide it so well. And you see on social media, like, all their best bits, if you see. Um, 
and you just yeah it just shocks you to think that somebody can be going for the same thing as you I, I think you've picked up a, or mentioned a couple of things there I'd like to pick up. One, it is quite incredible, this this mountain bike community, because I, I've sort of, I'll talk to anybody, you know, I sort of just don't get out enough. So I, I was sitting, you know, it's one of the reasons I, I ride a fat bike because everyone comes over and goes, oh my God, look at those tyres. And it gives me a chance to engage them in conversation. <laughs> but I mean, every single person I've I've sort of talked to about Total MTB, just sat having a coffee at the Forest of Dean or whatever, Almost without exception, everyone's been brave enough to say, hey, I used to struggle or I'm currently struggle or I was depressed about this, that and the other. And I think in terms of society, I think that's hugely positive. You know, people that macho guys, whatever, have, have sort of having a chat and say, oh, I've come out with my dad because I'd be, I was getting really I was beginning to suffer depression. So we come out for a bike ride. And it's incredibly brave of them to to admit that, you know, in, in whatever in social in, environment we're in. But the big takeaway, which which labours your point, is um, Ryan very careful uh, got me on this um, first aid, health and safety. Sorry, health and safety, health, <laughs> mental health awareness first aid course. Um, got me a place, and I was really hoping that at the end of that, I would have an opportunity to recognise what people's triggers were, so that I could know when to offer support or help, whatever else. And as the course went on, it was just becoming more and more daunting that there is no tell that every single person slightly different and every person has masks it incredibly well or someone who looks as if they've got their instagram all sorted whatever is going home and sobbing every night or suffering from terrible depression and and there's not one thing that you can say oh that's an indicator and it's part of the problem and i think what you said is right the more people who you sh can share it with it then gives people permission to say, I'm a bit like that as well, or I've suffered in the past. You're, you're almost allowing them by, by being sort of open and, and a bit vulnerable. I found it allows other people to say, I'm a bit like that too, rather than having the bravado sort of thing. Do you also find that mountain biking, when you're all just scared, absolutely shitless going around a thing, you know, to hang on for dear life, you really haven't got a lot of time to be worried about anxiety because you're, you're trying not to go over the handlebars. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a really weird one for me because it's like I find everything to be quite overwhelming and stuff at home. And then like with your anxiety, life, you know, everybody's, you know, going through stuff. But then when I get out on the bike, my mind goes so quiet. It almost like it shuts off and it is just me, my bike, and try not to end up in any. That's all it is. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, right. I, I broke five bones last year so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna try and try and get down to four this year but yeah <laughs> that's the goal yeah that's that's it. I, I try to set a realistic goal here but um i mean just going back to what you said about the mental health first aid course that you went on <coughs> you, you were expecting obviously to be able to hopefully see the signs yeah when i used to go for job interviews or in different situations i came across as really confident and sort of loud and it was just sort of a mask and that kind of stuff. When I went home, I was completely different. But when I first realised I had anxiety and went to a, something called talking therapy uh, and CBT, the woman actually, on the first meeting, she actually said to me at the end of it, I thought you were really cocksure of yourself. And that's a, a woman who's doing actually CBT for people. I'd come across in our first meeting, 
as that person because it was a you know a meeting and that's the first impression she had of me and that you know that's someone who's been doing CBT so it just shows you how how the impressions and it's so difficult to tell I think that's it. And I'll tell you what, if I can, if I can sort of share, I, again, I, 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 I'm an expert because I've been on a two-day course. And quite frankly, at the end, it was brilliant because the end of the course, they effectively give you a little landlord that says, if you suspect someone genuinely has a, health, uh, a mental health issue, for the love of God, do nothing. Just send them to professional. You know, <laughs> start, don't, don't try and fix them. For the, you know, Jesus Christ, don't say a word. Just send them somewhere to actually someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, so if I, if I can share two, two brilliant takeaways from that course. One which was generally, if you're looking for a trigger in a friend or a family member or somebody um, who, who might be struggling or having some mental health issues, they were saying, look for, look for change. So if someone's naturally, if someone's always quiet, that's not a change. If someone, you know, if someone's acting out of character for any period of time, that's, not, that's normally can be an indicator that they're struggling with something on a mental health level. So someone who's normally really, really loud and boisterous is suddenly quiet for most of the time, etc. So, so look for the change. Um, and the other thing which I found was was an amazing um, technique was to, to this thing about asking someone twice. So, and, I, and I've done this a few times and it's worked every time. We all meet people and, you know, the beginning of this call said, hey, Carla, how are you? Everyone's default thing is, I'm, okay, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine, how are you? If you ask someone the same question, how, how are you really? Or, no, honestly, how are you? If they then say, no, honestly, I'm good, that's fine. But by asking twice, it really, it's weird. It kind of opens up. Again, it's this almost giving someone permission to say, do you know what? Actually, things aren't that great at the moment. You, you've, kind of, you've kind of gone beyond the, the sort of the, the social norm of, hey, how are you? I'm fine. And you've kind of broken it to the next level. And I've done that three or four times over the last, uh, since I went on that course. And I think three out of the four times, a person I've been speaking to, one, they looked to me like a complete nut to asking again. And, you know, but it's um, each time they've said, do you know what? Actually, things are a bit crap at home. And one guy sort of said, do you know what? I'm a bit stressed. Work is, is a nightmare. And they've opened up about something just because I've said twice. No, honestly, how are you? And, and I just kind of I, I put it out there as a recommendation for if you meet someone or you've got a buddy that you, you aren't sure whether they're doing OK and you just want to check in with them. That... How are you really doing? Second question. I found to be incredibly powerful, and, and it's 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 just a it's just a technique that might get a friend to open up, etc. Otherwise, um, oh, just tell them all to phone Ryan. It's a lot easier. <laughs> I just think it's so, even with my experience, though. I think it's different for each person because yeah. you, for you, it is. It's just natural. To you know, to ask to be able to ask a second time, but I don't know about Carla, but for me, I always obviously when you meet someone, the first thing it's like a greeting now, it's you're right, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But to do it that second time, it's it to me, it feels unnatural and not it doesn't feel right. It, I feel awkward. Could you, could you do it with a friend, Ryan? Sorry to interrupt. Could you do? Do would you feel so? If it, if it was someone you knew relatively well, a, a friend or family member, would I would feel more do confident or... doing it over sort of messenger or WhatsApp or that kind of stuff. In yeah. person, I think it would be different. And that's me even. So I know. 
someone who isn't from a mental health background, how difficult it must be for them if I can't even do it so, for someone. That it's obviously I'd like to change that, and maybe I can do that in the future. But it's just obviously, if someone is out there listening and they can't do it, don't beat yourself up because even I can't. Yeah bring myself to do with the second sort of... But like you say, even if it's over, it might be a messenger chat. It might yeah, yeah, be yeah. A, a WhatsApp message or saying, you know. Um, yeah, so it's... it's Like you say, it's not, for, it's not for everybody. I was just quite taken aback by how powerful it was that the people I spoke to, somehow that was a trigger for them actually then opening up a little bit. And, and like I say... I, yeah, part I, of the I completely was... admire and respect you for being able to do that. And I think it's great. I think that, like... It's almost you should have someone in that sort of every area like yourself to be able to just walk around and say the second you're right because that's what people need. Legally, I can only be in one person like <laughs> me in every village. <laughs> you can only have one idiot in a village. That's the way it goes. So, 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 Carla, how are you? Let's, let's do this as a check-in sort of session. So, oh no, how, how are you? Yeah, yeah. So, so, how are you? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of anyone who's prepared to be brave enough to share that they were, they were in a bad place, etc. I mean, I mean, apart from you trying to do new tricks, I'll be following you on your BMX adventures now at skate parks. Um, yeah, you know. So generally, how how are you feeling from when you look back to how you were from the accident? What oh, place I mean, do you reckon you're in now? Completely different headspace. Completely. Um, I mean, it's. I think the biggest thing for me is I put so much pressure on myself to begin with at the start that I wanted my own life back. I wanted to be normal, like you know. Um, but now I look back and I think, you know what, I've come on so far from that position. I still get like it now. I mean, I'm not, I mean, at the minute, I'm not working it at the minute. I made some time to myself at the minute. Um, but I suppose it's just time. Don't, don't rush yourself. A lot of people rush themselves in thinking, you know, I need to put time on this. I don't want to be like this yeah. at this time. You know, just go at your own pace because everybody's different everybody feels slightly different you might have anxiety but like like me and ryan we've got anxiety but ours are still very different from each other like we might get the same effect and the same symptoms but we've got different triggers and different coping mechanisms and it's all about finding the right ones for you um yeah. like for instance with headphones i will always ride with headphones in with just one in playing okay. music because it calms me down it takes almost that background noise out that and I don't feel so focused on what I'm doing in that, you know what I mean? Everything doesn't seem so loud and I don't take in so many people and I just kind of have like a little, little dance to myself. And then I, <laughs> that could be why I'm you're falling down. off your bike, if you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Having a little boogie and then going straight to a tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much. I'll carry on dancing though if I can. But but, that, but I tell you what. But that's a great. That's a great thing. So some. I mean, what I'd really like to you know, if we can break it down, you know, the advice and, and let's accept that everyone's different. But any women, especially, I've absolutely adore the fact from even the last twelve months, the amount of women getting into mountain biking uh, or enjoying mountain biking, or post about it, just seems to be growing so quickly. Um, there is a couple of festivals coming up where. Um, they're sort of women's only mountain bike festivals, which I think the feedback from last year was astonishing in terms of what a what a supportive community event it was. And, the, you know, 
if someone if if a uh, you know ladies are think worried or stressed about going out because it's a male group whatever what advice would you give them apart from putting one headphone in and, and playing death metal in the one ear or you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a bit of death metal there's a bit of bgs in there you know we're just gonna throw it out <laughs> um i think i mean to be fair i am um, to be honest, I've never really had any kind of negativeness from males at all. I mean, my best friends are all males as well. So yeah. I've never really had any judgment from them at all. And most of them actually have some sort of mental health anyway. I think it's all, it's all a lot of it's in your head. I know a lot of it was in my head when I started. Like I constantly think yeah. everyone's looking at me. They're laughing at me. I've not got the best gear. I've not got the best bike my skills aren't as good as everybody else but actually like most people on mountain bikes and mountain bike communities are secretly giving you a high five in the mind because you just yep. start there enjoying yourself like, a lot of people will just want to go up to you and give you a high five or a fist bump or say well done because you just start enjoying it and that's what it should be all about i mean you get your odd few but the chances are you know yeah, there's the odd one out there, but <laughs> I, I don't think focus you're right. I think you're right. And it's why it's such a powerful community. Actually, when you break everything down, I especially kind of love muddy days when you get back to the trail centre and everybody, whatever bike they're on, even if they're big downhill rigs or someone's just come up, when everyone's covered in mud and queuing for a coffee, everyone's just giggling and laughing and looking at each other going, you know, cool, wasn't it great? You know, we're covered in mud without been riding our mates in the wood, dicking about on our bikes. And, and that's kind of a shared experience, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it is just all about having fun. Like, don't, I mean, people might have goals that they set themselves like, oh, I didn't quite make that corner last week. I want to try and make that corner this week. And, and stuff like that but it's important to not put yourself down if you can't do it yet just go out and have fun that's what the main thing is is just getting out having a laugh stop worrying about everything else that's going on in the world you know yeah just have a laugh that's what it <laughs> this is what this is about I think that's fantastic. So I just there's a slight recording issue on there, but I think we're all good. Um, so Ryan, what would be what would be your advice? What what should people? How could people best get involved in the community in Total NTB? What should they be doing? I mean, it's just following the community really, and just get out there. First of all, get out there and just you know enjoy yourself biking. If you can, get a post out there so we can maybe share it. But like you say, the since I started Total NTB. The percentage of women getting involved and actually tagging me in the post to have a share, it used to be sort of 75% men, but now it's actually reversed and now is 75% women. So I'm actually doing more female posts on the page than I am male, which is great to see. <coughs> but, I mean, I've known Carl for quite a while through Total MTB and I never, obviously, I've not, I don't think she's ever posted properly deeply about what has gone gone on but i never knew that so i'm you know i'm just quite interested but also shocked that you know what she's had to go through and what the doctors have said and i just think how she's now come on is just brilliant um but i mean did i know tiny seagrave has done something similar and I haven't been able to watch and listen to the proper podcast that she's done about it, but did that resonate with you at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
it helped me a lot and actually I got people sending me the actual podcast and the actual videos that they were putting on YouTube from it and sending it me and going oh is, is this what you've got Carla or is this what you're talking about and you know and I think like she's brought so much attention to the concussion like because she's such a huge role model for male and females children anybody in that kind of sport that people want to watch and they will listen and then they'll realize actually oh she only had like she came up short on the jump and that was it that you know she's had to go through all this go for all these centers go for all this training and and like there was one bit where she said that she felt um, really scared she couldn't do much and she was like, I to go back and can't ride a bike. She just got back on a bike. Um, and I think it's such a big thing for people to realise that it can affect anybody. And, you know, you've got to know your own body. Like, I was fully set on, no, this isn't just like they say, the doctors say it should pass coming back up. It's not. Because one minute I'll find, the next I'm not. So for her to make these videos, it makes it a lot easier. Like, if I went to the doctors now and I can be like, look, this girl's going through it like you know it's you know and, and we need do we need it more and more people if we talk about it you know we're just going to create more of a way i mean i respect tony for what's just generally because she just does so much for mental health she does she promotes a lot of stuff good stuff in the uk and around biking but i think what i respect most is that she's an elite athlete and yet she took the time and she knew it was too early. And I think a lot of people in her position, if they'd been in teams, would have almost pushed themselves yeah. to come back too early. And that could have made things even worse. But she knew her body, she knew her mind and just stuck to her guns and thought, I'm not coming back. Even if it's a year later, I'm going to just try and prepare myself and try and get myself ready. I think it's a good call. And you've got to imagine the pressure she was under thinking, what if I lose a sponsor? If I'm out for a year, I might lose sponsors, I might lose my place in a team, etc., which makes it even more impressive, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, luckily for her, I mean, obviously, it's great anyway. She's with a family, obviously, with the downhill team. So possibly, it would have been interesting to see, had it been a different team, what, what it would have ended up like. I mean, she, I know that she's been on other podcasts and said she's actually had offers to join other teams and she stayed with with her family team. So, but the support around the family, because that, that now you say, that could have even added more pressure because it's your family. You want to do good for your family. You want to perform for your family. So it could have worked one yep. or two ways. But, I mean, the support from her, for her, her family, I think it's all just brilliant. I, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, and, and I think you just hit the nail on the head. The more people who talk about it, we've mentioned it a couple of times in this, the better it is because people can just say, it's not just me. I, I mean, God knows how many people are sat, you know, alone or in their house, in their bedroom thinking, I'm weird. It's, it's only affecting me. It's, you know, everyone else is super happy on Instagram. And the more we talk about it, the more people can sort of say, hey, do you know what? It, it isn't just me. It's everyone's going through this um and and get out on a bike um guys I, I i've thoroughly enjoyed that i think that was um carla you didn't say anything rude i mean i tell you what you've actually smashed this <laughs> this, this is you know ryan's anxiety you know, from, from what you may I'm say so 
As soon as it says stop recording, that's it. It's just going to be. <laughs> <laughs> We because forgot the whole I'm, I'm now Henry. absolutely, I'm, I'm now absolutely paranoid because my recording bit stops and I try and hit record again. It says the other people, it's it's you're you're two, you two are still recording, so it might not even be recording my voice because even the machine hates me. So it's uh, you know, uh, it's sad enough. It, it'd be it'd be. Uh, you know, I think I think I actually bored my own computer so much it just turned me off. And yeah, the red, the red dots in the corner of our screens have gone. Uh, in your screens gone. Yeah, it stopped recording me, so I might be able to pick up the audio from your recording. So it basically got pissed off with me and stopped recording me and, and thought you two were talking okay and I was talking rubbish. <laughs> it's had enough. It's that bored of it. Yeah, honestly, it's had enough. So I, I'm going to have to use your recording for my voice. Anyway, it's, um, um, guys, uh, j- just in case it is still recording me, um, thank you so much, Ryan. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for setting up Total MTB and running it and putting all the time and effort in. Um, Carla, thank you so much for being brave enough to come and say, you know, you've been through this. Oh, Christ, I'm going to use the phrase journey now. I've been trying to avoid that the whole time. Oh. oh, God, it's like, oh, it's like a TV show now, isn't it? Talk us through the journey you've been on. Um, but you, get a you, gold star. Oh, God. Oh, I think Ryan and I are going to hunt down that doctor and punch him in the face, the one who, who didn't recognise that you had a problem. But um, um, it's so brave of you to speak out. And if it encourages just one other person who's sort of sitting there going, do you know what, if she can do that, get on a bike, change her attitude, you know, and really change your life for the better, then then maybe they can as well. So um, do you yeah. know what? This has turned out to be an awesome podcast. I feared the worst, quite frankly, with you two. I really feared the worst. <laughs> How our trial went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan still has that haunted look in his face. So, uh, you know, does, it's, uh, yeah. You can just say they're going to spoil it at the end lot. They're gonna... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but um, I'm, I might do, I, I won't do a second close. This is all right. Please, please. And if, if you're listening to this or watching this, get involved in the Total MTB community. It can be as simple as following them on Instagram facebook etc going to the website if you want to be a bit more involved get a t-shirt get a jersey um some of the money from the jersey t-shirt sales etc um all go to good causes mental health and eco charities uh, and actually check out the list of partners with total mtb because um ryan has got a, an amazing list of partner firms who offer big discounts on products um, using codes you can get from the website so so it's it's a hell of a community to be a part of and it really is open to everybody even Carla so uh you know <laughs> and the fact that she and I are wearing our t- wearing with pride yeah, our total MTV tops I know although hopefully on mine it's reversed anyway because I've got a mirror image so you can't read it but um, um everybody <laughs> thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time get involved with total MTV Boom! Come on, people! Come on! Smashed it. <laughs>